Hello, this is Kenny Williamson, and welcome back to another episode of McKill's Deck Chronicles. Now, in today's episode, we are going to go over four things that you need. Now, these four things that I'm going to talk about today are four essentials that you need. I mean, there are lots of other things that you may want and think you need, but these are four things that I think you need. So, without further ado, let's jump right in to number one. The first thing that you need is salvation. You must be born again. That is an imperative. You see, you don't really have an opinion on that subject. God says in the Bible that you must be born again. Okay? So, it is appointed for men once to die, and then the judgment. And that's it. You don't have a choice. So, the Bible says you must be born again, or you go to hell. Because your first birth, your natural birth, isn't right. There's problems involved in it. What is it? Well, you're born into sin. You're born sinner. So, um, because you're born into sin... You must be born again. That is not a choice. It's an imperative. Like I said, you don't have a choice. It's not based on what you feel. It's based on what you must do to go to heaven. Okay, so basically you're born with a problem. Okay, you're born a sinner and it has to be fixed. Now, the Bible has a solution to your problem. And let me tell you what it is not. Okay, um, your solution to your problem is not self-realization. It's not self-evaluation. It's not the newest style out there. That's not going to fix your problem. Um, it's not humanism. It's not social media. Okay, Social media is not going to fix your problem. Um, it's not a big fake plastic lifestyle that you put on for everybody to try to trick everybody you know, into believing that you're something you're not. That's not going to help you any. The Bible's solution to your problem is that you must be born again. God says you're a sinner. Um, you're born dying, okay? And you need a new birth in order to get to heaven. So the first thing you need is salvation. If you have salvation then there are lots of other things you just don't need. If you have Jesus Christ, you can get by without lots of other stuff. So, number two on our list here is assurance. You need assurance. You see, if you're saved, you need to know that you're saved. I mean, what good is being saved if you don't know you're saved? What good is it to go through all of your life asking, am I saved or am I not saved? Am I going to make it or am I not going to make it? Am I going to heaven or am I going to hell? I just don't know. You see, that's not very, that's not cool not having assurance. So, you need to know. I mean, that right there is one thing that the devil hates about the Bible is it has absolute knowledge in it which can give you the assurance you need. 
do you know that you're saved? I mean, the Bible in John 10, 28 says, And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Now, those are the words of Jesus Christ himself. And there are many, many other verses in the Bible that has to do with eternal life and gives you the assurance and promises you need to know for sure. Now, if you have any conversations with people who don't believe in salvation, they believe in works, per se, you know, they think that their good works is going to get them to heaven. You see, those people never know for sure if they've made it. They always have the question of, did I do a good job? I just won't know until I get to heaven. So they would tell a guy like me, they would say, well, Kenny, don't you think that you're presuming an awful lot that you're going to get to heaven? That's awful presumptuous. So I would have to say, I think it's presumptuous to pretend that I don't know I'm going to heaven. Because if I told you I didn't know I was saved, wouldn't that be presuming? I mean, you know why? I mean, because God told me in the Bible that I was saved. So what am I going to do? Try and make a liar out of God and somehow say that I'm not saved? I'm presuming that I'm not saved when the Bible clearly tells me that I am? I mean, in the Bible, it plainly says, you know, that God says if I believe on his son, Jesus Christ... He will save me, and I believe in his Son. He said, whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Well, I called upon him. He said, whoever comes to me, I will no wise cast out. So I came to him. He says, I give to my sheep eternal life, the gift of God, as many as will receive him. So I received him. So I know I'm saved because God says I'm saved. Now, having said all that, you could also say, you know, at times believers sometimes doubt their salvation, even though the word of God plainly says it. So someone may ask me, have I ever doubted my salvation? Well, I have. I have doubted it. And let's say I doubt it, you know, twice a year for a few seconds. So doubt does come every once in a while, and how I handle that doubt when it comes is I look at it like this, is I don't argue with the devil. You see, when the devil comes around, and he always does, and he starts casting doubt into your mind and says, you know, I know you say you're a believer, but when you believed, did you really believe? I mean, I know you said you repented, but did you really repent? Did you mean it? Can you trust your faith? Can you trust your beliefs? You know, and he gets you doubting and he says, hey, aren't you still doing that? You know, that little sin over there. Aren't you still doing this and that? You know, I thought you quit that, but you didn't quit that, did you? I mean, you're still doing that, aren't you? So how could you be saved? I mean, you're still doing all these bad things. So when the devil comes around and tells me I'm lost, I just have to say, well, okay, um, this is as good as it gets. I'm having a good time doing what I'm doing. So 
I mean, if I'm lost, I guess I'll just have to enjoy the trip home because um, if I'm lost and going to hell, I guess I'll just see you there. And the reason I say that is because obviously if I was lost, I should get saved. Well, I am saved, and I know that I'm saved. And how I know it is, you see, I've done all that I can do to get saved. I've already done all any man or woman can do to get saved. And if that don't work, then I'm going to hell. So, bye-bye, I'll see you there. You see, I know what the Bible says. I've read the verses for myself. So, it says that if I count on the finished work of Jesus Christ to save my soul, then that'll do it. That's all I can do is count on Jesus Christ. I have to lean on the blood of Jesus Christ. That's all I can do. And I've done that. That's what I'm doing. And if that's not enough, then obviously I'm just as good as gone. I mean, I'm on a fast track straight to hell right now. You know, so if what I have done based on the Bible is not good enough, I will never be good enough on my own. My righteousness is like filthy rags. So in that case, why worry about it? I've done all I can do, and if I end up in hell, well, I'll see you there because that's where we'll be. I am leaning on the blood of Jesus to get me to heaven. That is what I'm counting on, and that's what I'm counting on to keep me out of the lake of fire. Okay, I'm not counting on my good looks or my podcast ministry here. Um, I'm not counting on my good life or my righteous deeds or my church membership or the tithes that I pay to different churches. I'm not counting on any of that stuff. I am counting solely on what Jesus Christ did for me. And if that don't work, well, I'll see you in hell. You see, I mean, the devil can get you all wound up about what you can or can't do, you see. But the truth of the matter is, is you can't do anything, okay? You can't do nothing. All you can do is accept a free gift by faith. That's all you can do. By grace you are saved through faith, not of works, not of works, not of works, okay? It is not your works. So, what you need to do is get saved, and you need to know you're saved. Okay, so the third thing is that you need is you need comfort. Now, when I say comfort, I don't mean a lazy boy recliner, okay? Although those are comfortable, okay? So a pastor's job or a minister's job are to comfort the afflicted and to afflict the comfortable. God comforts us not so we can be comfortable per se, but so we can comfort others. If a person has comfort, they can get through a lot more than they can without comfort. Because without comfort, there are just some things you just can't get through. Now, you may say, you know, I'm tough, I can take it, and I'm sure you are, but there are some things that you can just not take on your own without a comforter. For an example of that, something similar to that, you know, 
Do you know why most drug users decide to shoot up? Well, because they're miserable for some reason, and they're trying to get comfort. They're miserable. They take their drugs or their alcohol or whatever it is, and they get comfort from it. That is exactly why people drink and do drugs. They are seeking some type of comfort. There will come a time in your life, if you don't have the Holy Spirit to comfort you and to help get you through, that you won't make it through with any kind of shape at all. I mean, you you might make it through, but you'll just be tore up at the end of it. Now, this happens in just about everybody's life. You know, you have friends, and your friends will betray you. Um, Your family won't necessarily always stand by you. And even if your family does stand by you through different troubles you're going through, you're going to have to go through some of the sorrows and troubles yourself. And your family, they can't take it for you. So you will have to have someone to go through it with you. And so you have to have comfort. This comfort, of course, comes from the Holy Spirit. It comes from being saved. You have comfort in Christ. Okay? Now, I'm just talking about essentials here because obviously, as far as money is concerned, you know, I mean, that would be like an essential, right? And, you know, it is it is nice to have, you know, and I hope you all get rich. You know, I wish that all the Christians in the world would get rich instead of on instead of all the unsaved running around here, people having all the money. I wish that Christians around the world would get rich, but it is not essential. You see, you can get by without the money. You can't get by without the comfort. You have to have comfort. That is one of the essentials. So that brings us to the fourth and final thing that you need, which is wisdom. Now, you may say, boy, I'd rather have the money than the wisdom. Okay. But the problem is, is that if you have wisdom, you can easily get money. Okay. But without wisdom, if you get money, you probably cannot keep it. Okay. So in other words, you're not smart enough to keep it. So, you know, you need wisdom. So even King Solomon wondered after he died if all of his money and riches would go to a wise man or to a fool. I mean, that's one of the things he asked. Now, again, money would be nice, but wisdom, especially in this day and age that we live in, is an essential. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, there's no other time like we live in now that you that you need wisdom. I mean, this is the time of all times you're going to need wisdom. Okay. I mean, think about the age we live in. We live in one of the craziest, bizarre age that the world has probably ever seen as far as America is concerned. Now, if you went along with or listen to all the junk that the fake news puts out, okay, you would be crazy in no time. Nothing they say adds up or makes any sense. So you can't listen to any of that stuff. You've got to have enough wisdom to say no. Okay. For example, I mean, would anybody like to explain the human biology we have now? Where forever science is taught, you know, and can prove that there's only two sexes. There's a man and a woman. But throw the facts out the window now. 
And let's go by feelings today. You know, what do you feel like a man or a woman? I mean, isn't that crazy? I mean, there was never an age when you needed wisdom like you need, like you need now. I mean, do you know what wisdom is? Um, wisdom is knowing when to be afraid. I have it figured out, you see, because my Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Okay, so you know what wisdom is. It's knowing what to be scared of and what not to be scared of. A man that's wise is scared when he is supposed to be scared and is not scared when he is not supposed to be scared. A man with no wisdom is always scared to death about something that don't amount to a hill of beans, and he isn't afraid of what he should be afraid of. So, in this day and age, you need to have wisdom. Think about how wild and crazy this place actually is. You actually have drag queen story time for children now. You have new pronouns for people. You have men pretending to be women to compete against women in women's sports. And they allow it. And they act like it's normal. Okay? You have kids thinking they're animals and wanting to use litter boxes in schools and different places like that actually allowing it. Okay? They're actually helping these people with their mental problems. And when I say helping, I don't mean helping them to get better, but they're helping them to, you know, get further into their mental problems by helping them along. Not to mention, you have the government using private businesses to force you to take medication for a disease that you don't have. Okay? And as bizarre as that may sound, that if you were to say, well, look, I don't have the disease, I don't have any symptoms. Well, that's one of the symptoms. Not having any symptoms, that's one of the main symptoms. So it's getting kind of crazy out here. So yeah, you're going to need wisdom. Wisdom is definitely essential in this day and age. Okay, You're going to need wisdom to get through it. You need the wisdom of Solomon to get through this junk. I mean, the stuff we've got going on out here is absolutely ludicrous. Now, I'm going to add here, wisdom is something that cannot be learned. Okay, wisdom, according to the Bible, is a gift from God. Right here in James 1.5, it says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not and it shall be given him. So, you know, you might have knowledge from reading a book, but that doesn't give you the wisdom to be able to discern the difference between right and wrong and discern what's going on around you to know if you're being, you know, tricked like a lot of them have recently. So, that is the last of the four things that you need. Salvation, assurance, Comfort and wisdom. Now, of course, having good health, that's some people would call that essential. And I hope you're blessed with good health. But if you do not have good health, um, you know, I mean, good health is basically a luxury. 
It's not a necessity, it's a luxury. It is possible not to have good health, but still be a success in life from God's point of view. It is also possible not to have lots of money, but still be successful from God's point of view. Now, it may not be from your point of view. You may think, oh, I'm sick and I can't work and I'm no good. However, there are still things you can do to further God's kingdom. Okay, so we're looking at this from God's perspective here. Now, on my list of four things, I put wisdom as the fourth thing. But hopefully you have enough wisdom to get saved to begin with. Because a person who is sober and unsaved, I mean, don't really have any purpose to live at all, do they? I mean, you're sober and you're unsaved. What's your purpose when your destination is hell? And you don't know when you're going to take your last breath. So you don't really know how long you've got. It could be any moment. So basically, like Ecclesiastes, like Solomon says in Ecclesiastes, any person like that, their whole existence is nothing but vanity. There, there is nothing they can do. Everything they do is vanity because they're not saved. So, you know, if there is nothing more to this life than just living and dying and going to hell, you know, what's the point anyway? Why do anything right? That's why these people, these evolutionists and stuff, come up with all this bizarre stuff. They don't care because they don't, they don't think they have an ending worth anything. They think they're just going to the grave, so they just do whatever they want. They don't think they're going to be held accountable. Okay? So, basically, if you're listening to this and you're not right, you need to get right while you can, okay, before it's too late. And as I've said before, getting saved is as easy as a step, and any fool can do it, okay? You don't have to be smart, good-looking. Uh, you don't have to have a good personality or anything to get saved. It's just so easy a fool could do it, okay? So what are you waiting for? And I pray that you do get saved before it's too late because, as I've said before, you just absolutely never know when something's going to happen. So, having said that, I hope this podcast helps you. I hope you enjoyed listening. If you did, please share it. Also, you can contact us by emailing truthseekers2012 at gmail.com and please also go visit our website at www.truthseekers2012.org Thanks for listening, and God bless you.